Welcome, everybody, to episode 14 of the Chamberlain and Chance podcast. I am Chance. I write the games of chance.blogspot.com. With me, as always, is Chamberlain, who writes infinitebacklog.com. How are you doing this week? I am here. I have survived Rock Band and St. Patrick's Day. I'm a stronger man for it, and my liver hates me, but we will live. And joining us this week once again is Mr. Alex McCracken of Daily Crackpot. How are you doing, Alex? So good. It's nice to be invited back. That's a real test of skill. (laughs) Haven't worn out your welcome yet. Excellent. Fantastic. Let's see if I can start that match. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the bridge? (laughs) Uh, So this week, uh, we're going to keep it tight. We're just going to go over what we've been playing. We're going to hit some headlines, and uh, we're going to have a good fucking show, because that's all we can do. (laughs) Can't help it. All right. (laughs) Yes, right. All right, I have one correction from last week for myself. Usually it's Chance going over stuff, but I completely misspoke last week when we were talking about Layers of Fear. I labeled it an Unreal 4 engine. It's it's not. It's a Unity game. So apologies for a that Unity one. A Unity game running like butt? What? Hey, you know, it's not the only Unity game that runs like butt. Yeah, apparently it's apparently it does take a lot of, like, like the, the selling point of Unity is that it's really easy to work with. The downside of Unity is if you need to optimize it, you better know what you're doing. Mm. Which is not why people picked up Unity in the first place, right? No, they wanted it to be simple. Yeah. Uh, also, I think it was last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, we were talking about Skullgirls and how it got approved in Japan, but it's not approved in North America and Europe for uh, PlayStation Network release on Vita. And I said, well, they're, they're, uh, they're different regions. No, it's not regions. And I can't believe I didn't just say this off the top of my head because I knew this from work. It's, called, it's a thing called Legal Entities. They are separate legal entities. So just because Sony Entertainment Japan is publishing a game doesn't actually have anything to do with whether or not America or Europe are doing it. They are separate businesses, technically. Didn't one of them just move their headquarters over here, though? I thought I remember a story about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Sony, but, yeah. yeah. Broaders. CAA, probably, yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, Sony Computer Entertainment Studios Worldwide, I believe. Ah, Okay. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I, we, we were talking about whether or not id Tech 5 had been used in any other games. Yes, it has. It was absolutely used for Wolfenstein, The New Order, which uh-huh. ran like 60 frames per second on everything, and that's Glorious. why. And it was used in The Evil Within, which uh. prompts another correction. Uh, we said that uh, Alien Isolation was the only AAA horror game on the new gen. Actually, technically, The Evil Within is one as well, but... Everyone's forgotten about it already. Don't pick on Evil Within too much. It was like the greatest hits of the good Resident Evil games. I was fine with the game. It ran so horribly on PC. Really? Really? Oh, dear God. Like, they they kept it at 30 frames per second. Not because they... They they said it was like it needed to be 30 frames per second because cinematic whatever. Mm -hmm. The real reason was they had no idea how to get it to run at 60 frames per second. And they Hmm. probably just shouldn't have put it on PC. They, well, they threw quite a bit of atmospherics in there compared to Wolfenstein, compared to Rage. It looks great. It does. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Just don't pay attention to the story too much. No. <laughs> Give you a headache. <laughs> that first area, that first two hours are just sublime. They are. They're so Resident Evil 4. Oh, it was so good. And I wrote that post when it when I first played it. I'm like, oh my god, you guys, it's Resident Evil 4 again. <laughs> he did it again, though. I didn't yes. think he could have. And then, it, and then it just kind of kept rolling, and it just wasn't that much fun by, like, the midpoint for me. It didn't build on itself. It, it got too random. Yeah. Mm. But still, a fond memory. A fond double A. It's a better Resident Evil game than any of the recent Resident Evil games. That's, that's not hard. Can't argue that one, yeah. I like to pretend it doesn't exist. 
<laughs> Alex, uh, what have you been playing this week? I well, actually a couple weeks ago, I finally got my hands on uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Oh, I have opinions. Runs great, really good on PC. It's just, it's so much like the last game. It almost feels like I'm playing the last game. Yes, that's not a complaint. More of the same is good, but but bigger. There's more to this one than there was the last one. Yeah, it's actually a lot more. What's in there is dense and fun. There's lots of tombs. Those tombs get you like. Fun little upgrades, like you heal out of combat a little faster. Fun stuff. Like the puzzles are really good. Acting is fine. Uh, <laughs> the villains are actually really well drawn this time. But again, you can't really expect much from the dialogue. But it looks gorgeous, and they finally got that uh, Tress Effects hair garbage to run. And it looks okay, amazing. You can't expect much from the dialogue. This won an award for Did best it? dialogue in video games. Okay, that's absurd. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, not. Well I haven't written. even played it, and I'm like, really? That's insane. Camille Luddington's great, but she's the only reason why that material got nominated. I want to say it was up against Divinity Original Sin and um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. And well, they're all kind of playing in that same sandbox. That's ridiculous. Right. In front of The Witcher? That's oh, yeah, insane. and The Witcher. Yeah, The Witcher was up there, too. How it did The Witcher not win that? That's insane. Oh, don't talk to Chance about The Witcher. He gets angry. Oh, no, 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 no. He's absolutely right about the gameplay, but the acting and the story... Oh, yeah, all the writing in that game is wonderful. It's really good. I do like that game a lot. How far through it are you? I want to say I'm like halfway. I've gotten a lot of the gear. I'm not a big fan of um, Siberia. They do what they can to make Siberia interesting. (laughs) There's not a whole lot you can do. They basically just give... Yeah, there's a ship in, uh, suspended in a cavern. Isn't it lovely? Well, yeah, and it's like, hey, guess what? There's all these Byzantian ruins in Siberia for no reason. It's like, yeah, whatever, whatever gets Otherwise, me out of the you'd be looking at snow the entire time. Oh man, Lara <laughs> walks across the tundra for ten hours. Game and, <laughs> and there's so many wolves, just too many wolves. <laughs> Did you fight a bear yet? Yes! Oh, those are fantastic. Yes! Re- the poison <laughs> arrow fights with the bears? Yeah. Dude! Like, they really nailed, like, what would it feel like to fight a bear or, like, a lynx? That, that's really, really fun little boss. Yeah, because the bears boss. will just kill you. If you screw it up, you're dead. But you believe you could dodge it. Mm. <laughs> like, you couldn't. But you believe Laura can. I, uh, I forget what it was, but I was at, like, a convention or something once where they had a trained bear, and you could pay, like, mm. 15 bucks to fight the bear if you wanted to. What? That sounds and, sad. And the reality of fighting a bear is that those things' muscles are as dense and tightly packed as like a chimpanzee's. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it'll it'll play with you. But no, if you fought a bear, the bear wins. And its <laughs> yeah, wingspan is like twenty feet. You can't get out of reach of that thing. If it wanted to kill you, you're done. It could just put a <laughs> paw on you, and you would yes. not move. Yeah. Yep, that's it. <laughs> finish that. Uh, finish that opening of Hitman, or the first level. Oh, okay. By finished, I mean I took both targets out without ever being discovered. That feels so great. Yeah, it was okay. Oh, no. <laughs> but in in the previous games, when you do that, your reward is the next level. Uh. Or your reward are these toys that you can then go back into the level with. And if I earned those toys, I'm not really clear on whether or not it told me about it. And... I don't know, it just, it, it was okay. It was classic Hitman, but because there wasn't that instant reward of, okay, now we're jetting off to, you know, sure, Siberia, just something different. <laughs> but it, it didn't have that. I got to wait, you know, next month or two months. 
And so I just set that aside, finished Odin Sphere. Finally. Yep. I did. I cried again at the end. Got the Aww. true ending. Ooh, oh, got the true ending without the benefit of, you know, your native tongue. That's yes. impressive. Yes, yes. Well, the thing is, the uh, the lineup for the heroes you have to choose at the end is identical to the way it was oh. in 2007. So it wasn't did hard. The, it, did the menus drive you insane? No. Or did you just, can you read enough? Oh, well, I, I figured out very early that just the one at the top here means save. The one at the bottom, or one just below uh, it means yeah. load. That's Must really all I need. Okay. And everything else you can just figure out through trial and error. And uh, no, it was it was really really good. I'm really looking forward to getting in an English. It's uh, yeah, first first Japanese import I ever completed, unless you're counting uh, Siren Blood Curse on disc. Mm. How mm. many hours? Oh, it was thirty two point five. Okay, just just so it's I know what I solid. need to budget for it when it actually mm-hmm. comes out here. I won't be able to do it as fast as you because I'm just not very good at video games. But at least I know it's not going to take me a million years to see all of it. Yeah, and when I got to the end in, in on the original PS2 version, uh, those bosses, those five bosses you have to fight, were hard enough that I was like, okay, I'm not fighting these guys. I'm going to go grind up my heroes to the point where they can beat the shit out of these bosses. And that is why I ended up spending 50, 60 hours in the original game. And this one, I didn't need to. I could I could kill those bosses just fine. Did they actually to... change the balance? I don't know, but w- the heroes themselves are far more lethal this time with all mm. the new toys that they have. So I think that was a huge part of it. It wasn't just this mash, 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 get out of the way, mash, mash, mash thing that it was in 2007. It's a whole different ball game. Wow, 2007. I know, right? <laughs> the Bush administration. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime don't ago. Do that. Yeah, yeah, it was a lifetime ago. <laughs> so... uh the Chamberlain, what's on the menu? Um, I am embarrassed to say, say that I have spent pretty much all week playing Earth Defense Force 4.1. Man, <laughs> you did not like it. No, actually, here's, here's the embarrassing thing. I found out as I'm putting my disc in that it's just a remake of Earth Defense Force 2025 yeah. with like a couple extra levels. I didn't know that until I'm like putting it in there to play it. I'm like, okay, I'll just play it for a little bit and put it aside because I don't replay games. I've got a terrible game. I've got Alakine's Gun waiting for me, which is like at two on Metacritic. I'm really curious. I, yeah, I, I'm going to play that one. So I'm like, I'll just play it for a little bit. And and God damn it, I cannot stop playing Earth Defense Force. That's there's just something, there's something so visceral about you know giant insects and killing them and the way they bounce around the environment and... and I mean, it's not a good game. This is a budget title. This is a $20 title that I have played before, and I can't, I can't, I can't stop. I have a problem. Maybe I just don't like giant ants so much that I want to kill them by the tens of thousands again. No, that, that is a legitimate case for a great game. Last but it's week, not a great game. <laughs> but you're having so much fun with it. So what does it matter? That's the point of a game. I know, but... It, uh. <clears throat> like, I remember uh, we were talking about games that we're ashamed to play in public. And then you said, oh, Chance, you have no shame. That's not true. That got me thinking. <laughs> I went to Best Buy once, and I picked up the reboot of Bionic Commando by Grin, which mm. just had terrible reviews. Mostly. I liked that game. And then I took it up to the cashier, and I sheepishly put it in front of the cashier, and I'm like, don't ask me what I think of this game. I really shouldn't be buying it because, you know, <laughs> it got really bad reviews. And I took it home. It's it was so fun! It was so fun. It was exactly what that game should have been, and those are the best games. That's why I play Senran Kagura, frankly, is because that game is so much fun. I See, the problem is I can offer up no defense from a critical standpoint. As someone who plays video games and occasionally makes comments about those video games, I can make 
no defense for this game. It doesn't look very good. The frame rate's good because it's a PS3 game running on a PlayStation 4. All it's got going for it is that it will fill the screen as far as your eye can see with, like, bugs or spiders or spaceships, and you've got a rocket launcher. And when you shoot them into the middle of that pile of bugs, mm. it is sublime. The parts just go flying everywhere. You have bug viscera just everywhere. See, and the last one that did that for me was uh, Ratchet Deadlocked. I didn't. Oh yeah, I have Deadlock. And no, played it. no one talks about that game or pretends it exists. It's the best upgrade system Insomniac's ever had, mm. and they just dropped it like a stone. And I've been stunned ever since. Was Deadlock like the multiplayer, like arena one? I don't remember yeah, that one of. at all. It had a really good single player though. Okay, but like it, it, it's not a great game. But they gave you so much tools to work with. They just again they loaded the screen with enemies till everything was like twenty frames per second. I didn't care. <laughs> it was fun as hell. But when, okay, so you got this crowd of bugs, you fire a missile into it, and you get this reward of that boom, and I'm sure insect parts go, parts go flying everywhere. Oh, yeah. That is legitimate and exciting and feeds the player what the player often needs. Like, I think one of the reasons I loved Lollipop Chainsaw so much is because you're you're bopping around with a bunch of zombies, you pop them into a group with your pom-poms, and then kavroom, you zip up the chainsaw, cut through five of them at once, and you're given this huge fireworks reward and, like, neon of all these things get losing their heads. That's <laughs> like the, the wham effect of when you nail a headshot in Destiny and fireworks go off. Um, that's legitimate. That That... Makes the game funner. There is something kind of primal, you know, yes. that you that you it just kind of catches you that way. Speaking of primal, oh, did have you? you made your way back to it yet? I haven't oh. started playing it yet. I, I'm going to, to. What could okay. you possibly be talking about? No, you. Uh, no, I don't know what he's talking about. Far because, Cry Primal. Because, Far Cry Primal. Because oh. Chamberlain is 100 percent aware oh, okay. that uh, Senran Kagura and Salt and Sanctuary came out this week. That's true. And That's true. I, I just tried to delay the gushing. That's both, all. Both those came out this week. <laughs> he knows that I haven't touched Brian. I was at a bookstore, uh, Killing Time, yesterday, and I saw a Sudden Kagura um, manga. And I okay. thought of you. I'm like, I, I picked it up, I looked at it, and I put it down <laughs> immediately. Yeah, and that's you know, and that's exactly what I did for a year after after the last game came out on Vita. Because I looked at, you know, a cover for it. I'm like, okay, thanks, Japan. Walked away. <laughs> and then I, then everyone kept, like, everyone on forums kept saying, actually, if you want a fun game, check out this game. And so I would type the name in, because I didn't stop to memorize the name. And I'm like, oh, that thing. No, I'm not playing that thing. And then I eventually tried it. And, wow, yeah, okay. That is actually pretty fun. And, yes, boobs. You know, I don't, I'm not really here for the boobs. But as a guy, <laughs> i got to admit... <laughs> I don't mind this all that much. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, shock or or offend me or anything. It certainly did Kayla <laughs> for a while. That must have been a fun and, conversation. Oh, yeah, she came around. She she's supportive. That's and nice. uh, and then I was writing about it a little while ago, and I realized that it was just that sexuality that made me dismiss this game entirely. Which is maybe an unhealthy thing, because sexuality isn't all that bad. I don't have a big problem with it. But I apparently have enough of a problem with it that if a game is using it as a main selling feature, I am not going to even think about that game ever until, like, 25 people on separate forums say, oh, you know what's a fun game? Senran Kagura. And so I tried it, and yeah, it turns out it is really fun. So the new one came out, and uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Kayla uh, Kayla has been playing the last one, Shinobi Versus. 
and we had a brief conversation via email at work, and I sent it to myself because I'm like, okay, I need to read this to people. (laughs) Save it for posterity. Okay. This is Kayla. This is what Kayla says about the game, and I'm sorry, Kayla, I didn't ask your permission for this. The game brings me joy. I don't get as frustrated with it as I do with other games. And she does get as frustrated with games and just walk away. Like, she loves uh, Demon Souls, but it will frustrate her and she will just never finish it. Anyway. And right now, <laughs> and right now, when I am playing something else, I'm wishing I was playing Senran Kagura. As much as I hated on that game before, man, do I love it now. <laughs> <laughs> so she's playing it, like, every day. And I write back that, yeah, it's weird how addictive these games are. Like, on paper, critically, kind of like Earth Defense Force, there are some things that I can critically say this game does very well. The presentation is super good. The combat animation is super good. Um, The combat mechanics, I would say 7 out of 10. But structurally, you get a bit of story, you're dropped into a zone, you fight some grunts, then you fight a boss or three bosses at once and some grunts, and then you do that again and again and again and again and again and again and again. That's it. That's all the game is, repeatedly. It's a fun loop. Yeah, and but because it's so, there's so little there in terms of, I don't know, exploratory content, it's amazing how rewarding it is. And it's, but it is super rewarding. It's super rewarding when you hit square twice with just the right timing and then tap triangle and then your, you know, your ninja girl with a parasol will open her parasol towards the sky you'll hear this ching sound and like 20 enemies will get thrown back and then you tap circle and she leaps towards them and starts an aerial rave on them that's really satisfying when you um, just like just like a lollipop chainsaw when you get that wham in Senran Kagura it feels really good mm-hmm. not just because you're you've just unleashed like this amazing spectacular ability that you know can blow away 50 people at once but because if you time it right and it lands on your enemy you will get a cutscene of their clothes getting blown off <laughs> because you hit them so hard. Yeah, no, that happens. It does. It does. I agree. Yeah, I know. I know. And I was the same. I was the same as you, gentlemen. I know. And kids at home, yes, sex is bad. Don't like sex things. <laughs> there are no children listening well, to this objectification. podcast. <laughs> you, you should be ashamed of anything you see in this game, kids. But as an adult, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> this is This is very entertaining. This is consistently entertaining. And the characters are still fun. And actually, I'm finding it, well, maybe it's just because I've expo- been exposed to it, but I'm finding it less offensive than I did. I'm finding uh, I, it... I forgot to warn you, I, I lined up Anita Sarkeesian to guest next week. Okay. You're fucked. I no, love Anita Sarkeesian. I, <laughs> I agree with like everything I she says. I would love to have a conversation with her. I would be terrified to have a conversation with her. I'd try, I'd try to like explain... Borderlands that. 2. And how she just completely missed the point. Well, any well, I love no. what she's trying to do, but I agree. I agree with almost everything she says, and I feel like I would just kind of say, "Yeah, you know what? You're right about almost everything." But even in saying that, I wouldn't say it as eloquently as she does. And she just think, "Wow, this guy's stupid." Yeah, she's a really yeah. good debater. I can see that. Anyway, That's fine. I need a Sarkeesian intimidates us all, <laughs> as she should. <laughs> <laughs> and. uh that's going in the byline. Okay, no. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, was, I spent a lot of time with that, and a big part of that is just because it's on my Vita. If Salt and Sanctuary were on my Vita right now, that is 100% all I would be playing. But before we talk about that, 
What else did you play aside from Earth Defense Force this week? Uh, that's it. I mean, there was some times there was some time spent with Street Fighter, but it, I mean, it was a busy week. There was there was Rock Band played on Thursday because my brother was over, so we, there was there was beer and Rock Band, which is great for the first hour, and then not so good for the second hour because you just can't play anymore. And then by the third hour, you stop caring that you can't play, and you go play the really hard songs, and it's just you know that's what no fail mode is for. <laughs> you you got to pace yourself, but that's not a St. Patty's Day tradition. <laughs> No, pacing, no, it's really not. Wonder <laughs> how late in production, yeah. Wonder how late in production uh, that mode wasn't just called drunk mode. <laughs> there should be one. There should be one that's just super easy, but it gives you a super score no matter what. <laughs> Cheaters mode, I don't know. Alex, tell me you have tried Salt and Sanctuary. What, is it on Steam? It's on PS4. Uh, I'll pick it up. Good. Yeah. Because, man, like, hear me. Yeah. Hear me well. It is that. Mm. It it is just that little pitch of you want to play Dark Souls as a two D platformer. Oh, that yeah. sounds cool. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's all it is. It's you're uh, talking to a guy who bought a PS4 just for Bloodborne and yeah. was fine with that decision. Yeah, and you can spec yourself, for example, so you're just a guy with a sword in one hand and a crossbow in the other, or a whip. Like you, you can play this Dark Souls style. And I, I went into it uh, just as, the, you know, a knight with a shield in one hand and a sword in the other. And it controls very much like Souls does, where one trigger is um, one trigger is block, the other trigger is your weapon. Is it? No. Wait. I'm fucking up the controls. But, but it, it, it's, well, uh, in, in terms of the timing of your attacks, there is that delay, there is that wait, there is that commitment to a swing, where once you've hit the button, you're going to make that attack. And if it was a mistake, you're going to eat the result of it. But it's, it's just as wide open, where you can start as like a little caster, and then immediately start specking yourself towards swords. Uh, the only difference is, when you level up in Dark Souls, or Demon Souls, or Bloodborne, what you get is one point that you can apply to any of your attributes, right? In this, you can open up one thing on a skill tree, and this skill tree is ridiculously huge. Fantastic. I have that's never... the one thing I can't stand about Blood Souls anymore. Really? I hate all the little points. And how I... it never really feels like I'm making real progress for a lot of the game. Compared to this, I think I kind of prefer it. Because for this, I want, um, you know, I'm, I'm going towards heavy swords and broad swords and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I decide I want a healing spell. Well, in order to get to the healing spells, I have to go through the tree and spend like 15 uh, points just to get to the point where I can buy the first or buy the ability to wield uh, prayers. And then I have to find the person in the world who will sell me a prayer. So it's, it's a bit more constrained than any soul specking is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise... It's like, did you like Guacamelee? Do you like Dark, dark Souls? Have I got a game for you? How how long is it? Because I loved Guacamelee, but man, as soon as I got into it, it was done. Really? Yeah, just, oh man. I thought it was a good length, but I ended up playing it, like replaying it like literally ten times that year it came out. So I appreciated that it was kind of on the show. Like it did what it needed to do. And if you want more content, there's the Super Turbo Ultimate Championship oh, yeah. Edition. That's got like I think like an additional third worth of content to it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and they, wow, they that much? Yes, and they thread it in really nicely where if you were playing it for the first time you would not be able to tell which zones are new. Oh, is that where you go to hell? Um, no, that was a little expansion. That was the oh. like the challenge rooms shortly after release. And man, I could not I could not beat those challenge rooms in Guacamelee. Oh, no. They were too much. 
but uh, the platforming works really, really well. Like, I never played any of Scott Studios' Xbox Live stuff, but uh, the platforming, to me, it just kind of... It, I realized it was at the point where I needed it, where I jumped at an enemy on a platform. The enemy hit me in midair. I began to fall. And beneath me are three platforms, but the platforms are behind me. And if I just let the controller go, I would have fallen to my death. But I pushed the analog stick towards the platforms behind me. My character turned around in midair and grabbed the last ledge as he fell past it. Uh, uh, and uh, then hauled himself up onto the ledge. So, oh, man. the only thing I would say, and Chamberlain, you might want to dig this part, is it's a lot easier than Souls. Okay. That's... Yeah. yeah. That makes it not a hundred percent. No, it's like at eighty percent right now. <laughs> I, uh, I, I these be- were the same guys who did Dishwasher Samurai, correct? That's right. I believe. Okay. Yes. Okay. Ska Ska Studios. Yeah, yeah Ska Studios. And okay. after I beat the first boss, and he was just like, "Yes, we are souls." It very much felt like that. I saved it and went and didn't touch it for days because I'd just been too busy. And then last night, I finally got to put like five hours into it. And just after that first boss. There is a gauntlet of enemies that's like, um, I want to say like Anne Orlando in the first Dark Souls or whatever that big Boom. castle town was, where you're fighting these knights that are way beyond anything you've dealt with before. And, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, and uh, so what it became was this, I ended up grinding like 10 levels on these guys. <laughs> Just like sometimes they would kick my ass, sometimes I would kick their ass. Uh, I would go back in, retrieve my salt or souls or whatever leveled myself up like 10 times and then past them was a was this huge tower and in front of the tower is a guy and the guy says something to me and then I go up climb some stairs to a locked door go back to the guy the guy is standing in front of an obelisk like a black obelisk and I've seen these around don't know what they do and he says um yeah you can't get into the castle but if you go to the ruins that are beneath the beach where you landed you might find the key Oh, the locked door, okay. So I, I go. And there's this whole other section that is literally three times the size of anything I've explored so far. I end up fighting three bosses, and I end up coming across a guy who puts a brand on my hand that now, when I walk up to these obelisks, these black obelisks, gravity will reverse. Huh? For me what? personally. For me personally. And I will fly up and start walking along the ceiling. Metroidvania. Yay. Okay. Metroidvania. I love that junk. Love That's it. right. What did you say? What? I love that junk. Okay, good. <laughs> love getting little pieces to build on other pieces and then yes, you and find I, stuff you couldn't find before. I love it. And I had seen four of these obelisks before I got to this castle, right? So I'm like, okay, we're finding all those now and seeing where they go. <laughs> so by the time I ended up going back to that castle to actually use this new skill on that obelisk, I had been to hell and back. I had killed far more horrific things than these enemies who had given me so much trouble. And in fact, I had shed my chainmail because I found I felt that walking and rolling was a bit slow. So I'm like, what'll happen if I change into a ninja's clothes? And just like a Souls game, I now run like a rabbit and roll like mad. So I am That's this the most qu- frustrating thing about Souls. I, I, find I, pre- the- I appreciate that depth. Oh no, I love the depth. But I'm like, you you find some piece of armor, you're like, oh, finally, I can I have, we can do like. Poison yeah. reflection, and you put it on, and your roll is just slightly slower, and you're like, no, 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 screw this, no, 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 screw everything, screw that perfect piece of loot. I have to roll at the exact same speed, and you just, yeah, you just find new ways to just get a For, better equipment load, and it just keeps feeding back into all these other little things. 
For me, it was um, I wanted to be able to carry around Havel's great shield and Havel's armor. That's good stuff. And still have that role. <laughs> that was that my is metric. hard to do. Yeah, that was my metric. And uh, oh yeah, so I walk back to these guys, and now I'm wearing cloth armor, and I have this twelve foot long great sword slung over my shoulder, <laughs> and I butcher these people. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk up to the tower, and then I walk in, and there is an enemy who is three stories tall with a shield. And he's surrounded by casters that are summoning flaming skulls. And right now they are kicking the shit out of me. <laughs> so I'm loving this game. It is it is souls in 2D. It is exactly what it wanted to be. And the fact that Ska Studios, two people, pulled this off when the guys who made Lord of the Fallen couldn't is astounding. Man, I don't know. What happened to that game? Lords of the Fallen? Yeah, it just it had a lot of promise and it just it's just so bland. Did it have a lot of promise? It like the game is fine, but like the design is completely uninspired. It was like generic fantasy. I mean it was like here's the big said beefy guy. I mean the yeah. words generic fantasy, it would have fit. I wouldn't have batted an eye. <laughs> Looking at the games that the dev had done before, there's nothing. There's nothing we've heard of. And that's not to say they're not good developers, except they made Lords of the Fallen, and I've heard nothing good about that. So They could make a good game, though. If they could, if they could be, like, Vigil. Like, they could come out, turn around, and I would just completely forgive anything. But, God, I miss Vigil. Maybe, <laughs> uh... The game sold over 900,000 copies by May 2015, released in October 2014. So that's not terrible sales, although it was on three platforms. Yeah, that's pretty sad. So, yeah. It's the only game of that type that Xbox One players really have. Hmm. There's nothing else. There's no other Souls-like no, on they, Xbox they got, One. they got Dark Souls 2. Mm-hmm. Well, that's on 360, which is backwards compatible now, so I suppose... No, that's right. Uh, Scholar of the First Sin, which is basically just the Game yes. of the Year edition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got, Which is really like a, good. They completely I, every time the I see it, I want to buy it, but it's always Dude. like 40 50 bucks. Like, when it went down on Steam, i just like, okay, I'll pick it up. It's so much harder. It's really good. Really? But I know, I feel like the graphics will turn me off, but the, yeah. the, the collector in me wants it. Dude, and they, they hide all the Estes Flax Shards and Sublime Bone Dust, and it just, oh, it's almost a completely different game. It's really, it's really cute. No, it's my game. They moved it. They, they moved stuff? it, and they made the oh. game better, man. Ooh. It's like it's just like a second chance. Chance rearranging his schedule now. All right, I gotta fit this in there somewhere. Oh God, no, no! <laughs> I'm, I'm breaking under what I've already got. <laughs> it, it's almost designed for people that played it first and memorized everything. It's like okay, they just shake the etch a sketch, do it again. Fuck! There was a movie I wanted to talk to Alex about. Oh, please do. Now I don't remember what it is. Now that's the problem. Let's start with genre. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I know. No, it, but it pissed me because I but I watched it and I was like, oh man, I have to talk to him about this. Alex, yeah. did you see Cloverfield, the new one? Ten Cloverfield Lane. I'm gonna see that with my sister this weekend. I'm, I'm going next week with my wife. I want to see Zootopia, like shockingly I, badly. I've heard terribly. I've heard nothing but bad things about Cloverfield Lane. Oh, Zootopia is amazing. No, yeah. Cloverfield is, I don't know, okay, Movie Bob liked it. I spoiled the whole thing by listening really? to his review accidentally. Yeah, yeah, that shouldn't have done that either. Yeah, so now, now I know how it ends, and I'm not going to say it now because the movie's too new. But, yeah, he actually liked it a lot. He said it has nothing to do with Cloverfield, which is a good thing because that movie wasn't that, I mean, okay, it was not It wasn't great. anything. No, it wasn't no. anything. It was just a Godzilla movie with a really wimpy monster. Yeah, but, it looks like crap. But I love me some Twilight Zone. Yeah. And John Goodman. John I was with awesome. a career best performance apparently. I gotta mm-hmm. see that. 
Man, now I want to see that movie. Shut yeah. up. I'm going to see uh, Batman v Superman next weekend, though. I don't know about that. I don't care. I'm hyped. I want to see. I want to see Batman and Superman throw down. That's all I need. I bet you Ben Affleck's a great Batman. I, I he will be wasted. Maybe completely wasted. I mean, maybe this this movie where, has no hope. Where has this high regard for Ben Affleck come from? What the fuck? Nowhere. He but he looks like a good old man Batman. There are so many people who would make a better. Josh Brolin would be oh. a better old man Batman. I bet he's so done with superheroes. <laughs> with Thanos. Oh well, they got bought up with Thanos. Can't have that. Well, I don't, under, I don't understand why everyone's like, oh no, Ben Affleck is now like because when the rea- I'm not saying he's the best guy, but he's no. he's he could do a hell of a lot worse. I and feel they have. Like the guy. <laughs> oh no, no kidding. I feel like the guy. The uh, who's the guy they cast as Superman? Uh, Henry Cavill. That is delightful. amazing casting. He is he's fantastic. fantastic. Man from Uncle. Oh, he was great. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. just I just saw that. That's a great fucking soundtrack. It's yes, the soundtrack in that is amazing. So much of that is amazing. So the whole cast is perfect, pretty much, and he's a big part of it. And his his Superman is. I can't think of a better one. Like I'm sorry, he looks and talks and acts like Superman better than Christopher Reeve ever did. No, I don't want to no you know, question. bring up Christopher Reeve and depress people, but <laughs> I no, think he, he is great, great casting. It's the movie around him that's not that great. Well, we don't know that yet. We're I'm talking about Man of Steel. I'm talking about yeah, Man of Steel. Yeah, that was an embarrassment. Yeah, okay, Man of Steel had problems. I don't talk about. I'm not even talking about the end. That movie was a waste. Mm-hmm. I I really liked the wandering super guy at the beginning. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was fun, but like his dad is crazy. Yes, and uh, but but was Amy Adams as Lois Lane? Loved that. Oh, the casting in that movie was perfect. The yes. script was bonkers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, he's like, "I'm just, I have killed like three hundred million people. You're gonna Let's have to do make it, Clark. out on their corpses." <laughs> I'm burning your face off, and it hurts me so bad inside. <laughs> okay. Headlines? Uh, yeah, skip that first one. It'll be over by the time we get to it anyway, so. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Okay, yeah. um, some idiots are suing Jim Sterling for... Oh, anyway, what we're going to say is there's an excellent sale on PSN this weekend. Check it out. Yeah. Some idiots are suing Jim Sterling for, like, they're call, calling it assault and libel. Uh, oh, you actually followed gosh. that very well, Chamberlain. I Can have. I? I have. They're suing him for, like, $10 million. I mean, it's, it's not a small suit either. And the crazy thing, okay, to go back in history with this, Sterling and uh, Digital Homicide is the publisher, quote-unquote publisher, that they've been going back and forth with. And, and, and Sterling's been mean to him, but that's his job. His job is to be kind of be a blowhard, mean guy. He's a, he's an internet YouTube critic, critic. He is critical of these people, and they deserve it. So this has been going back and forth for almost a year, year and a half now. And this this lawsuit comes out where they're suing they're suing him for assault and libel and costing them money, but they don't have a lawyer yet. Yep. They brought this suit without counsel. Well, not They're only begging that, for the legal fees. They, they yes. took it. They took it to a lawyer, and the lawyer said, "Oh, yeah, boys, you absolutely got a case, and I'd be happy to represent you in court. But I'll tell you what: in order to do that, you're going to need to give me fifty thousand dollars. I'll take mm-hmm. you fifty thousand dollars. I swear to God, I'll win the case. Of course, if I don't win the case, then I'll keep the money. <laughs> please, <laughs> you go off, keep talking money, like Jimmy Stewart, please. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm loving it. And and so these guys like dug themselves a grave. Sterling looked at one of their games, said, "Wow, this is fucking awful." 
Yeah, slaughtering grounds is where it started. Yes, and, and they then it said, just went worse from here. And yeah. they said, "You're stupid, Jim Sterling, or whatever accent they have, and and you're a bad person and not a good guy." And I dare you to say that on Skype to my face. And Sterling was like, "Okay." I actually listened to that whole interview. They yep. did a, an hour long interview creepy. with Sterling and one of the guys. Yeah, it's it's like the guy has a functional level of maybe a seven or eight year old. Yeah. And he just doesn't understand logic or argument. And for, for Sterling's point in that interview, he was pretty calm. Yeah. He was pretty matter-of-fact in that, you know, and then he let loose on him afterwards. But, yeah, I, I look forward to this completely blowing up and that company ceasing to exist because they're idiots. Yeah, well, they're not. The, the guys just, kept coming yeah. after Sterling, so yeah. Sterling kept on ripping mm-hmm. on their games. It's, it's not like they're making, like, bad games. They're making bad games. They're terrible games. It's that there is also, like, a level of con artistry to it. They're asking yes. for money for this bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's it's he's protecting consumers by doing this. But they're so stupid about everything. Yeah, I know. The way they're asking for money, they're asking for it in such a way that someone can say, okay, I will agree to give $5 towards your legal defense. Oh, actually, I'm not going to actually do it. And therefore, they get charged the money for that chargeback. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they yeah, pulled that, that awesome. link off their site already. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep, that that site was the their site was trolled to no end quite quickly. So. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not a Sterling fan, but I I, I would like to oh, see not? these people go to court and have Sterling get not a fan of Jim Sterling. Piece. Yeah, um, not particularly. I don't have a problem with him, but I don't pay attention to him either. Oh, okay. I can I get that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of lawsuits, you guys hear what happened to Gawker this week? Yeah, uh, wow, that yeah. is not a small chunk of change. Not for Gawker, it ain't. That'll put them out of business if they, Pretty don't, much. If they don't win it on appeal. And that means that Kotaku's gone, or at least sold to someone Whoa. else. Mm-hmm. So that would be game trailers and Kotaku in one year if that goes through. Now, they've said they're going to appeal. Uh, some folks have said they're going to need to give the courts $50 million to hold on to while they appeal. And no one's really sure Gawker's got that much money either. So... Okay, that's intense. Yeah. And it's not like Gawker hasn't done some sick, disgusting shit. No. They have. They absolutely have. It's just huh. that Hogan got a good lawyer. Well, yeah. yeah. The best, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that would, that would like, they're not the best, but I'd, it, I'd, I'd hate to see him go. That would leave they us with... They employ good journalists. Yes. And that would leave us with, really, Polygon, Destructoid, and Destructoid, you can't really count, because that's a community of bloggers, and Eurogamer. Escapist? Uh, I don't. No, I'm not saying they're good. I'm saying they're there. Yeah, but maybe they would become good if <laughs> if Kotaku shut down or something. But yeah, but, like, dear God, that's like CNN going off the air. Well, yeah, I mean they've they've kind of sucked for a couple months because Gawker had a real shakeup a couple months back. Yeah, yeah. And a bunch of people got fired and or quit. But you've still got Steven Totillo there. You've still yeah. got Patrick Klepek there. Pat- oh, yeah, Patrick Klepek. Yeah. Yes, you've got some real good people there. Yeah. Like, I remember would, him from X-Play. Uh, he used to be with Giant Bomb, I think, too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, I don't care about Gawker, but I care about Kotaku. Oh, <laughs> Please don't leave me with Kotaku. I mean, it's some principle, putting journalists out of work. Yeah. I can relate. No <laughs> Also, uh, news yesterday, uh, Cappy Games Below will launch this summer on Xbox One. Is there another interesting indie coming? To- oh, yeah, Cuphead still hasn't come out, has it? Cuphead, yes. Oh. Oh. Speaking of indies, I didn't put Rhyme on here. Uh, you guys hear what happened to Rhyme? No. no. Okay, do you remember Rhyme? Those, that Not trailer? at all. 
that gorgeous trailer. Okay, Rhyme was a PS4 exclusive indie from Te- Tequila Works. Tequila Works made, um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was a really shitty 2D platformer, uh, kind of a horror vibe to it. But this was completely different. This looked like an open-world Ico with cel-shaded graphics, where you're mm-hmm. clambering around this beautiful, huge, white stone... Uh, ancient structures and you're solving puzzles and a beam of light will shoot across the world and change a tower a mile and a half away and now you have to run to that tower Uh, it looked really really cool and a tweet went out last week that tequila works have regained the rights to rhyme from sony and everyone was like well what the Uh, fuck does that mean and tequila works didn't say but a dev or someone who claims to be a dev who used to work at the studio said that what happened was they made a deal with Sony. Sony gave them money to run the studio for the next year or so while they worked on Rhyme. That trailer that was shown was not gameplay or anything even close to gameplay. It was all CG. It was all, this is the concept we're going for. And then in that past year, nothing happened on that game. Nothing got done. And so Sony said, okay, we're pulling all the funding. They said, can we buy back our license? Sony said, sure, fuck it. (laughs) And uh, Rhyme may now well be Vaporware. Vaporware. Uh, Deadlight is the one you're talking about. Thank you. That was it. That was that had such a bad ending. It was not a great game, and the ending was just. Ugh. I don't remember it. I know I played it, but yeah, it like most other zombie games, I have forgotten. Yeah. Ever think about it? <laughs> it was not memorable. Uh, did anyone else watch the trailer for Shadow Tactics: Blades of the Shogun? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> But I see in your, your description XCOM Tenchu, and I'm like, yeah, yes, <laughs> XCOM Tenchu. You're, you're you're the you're the strategist moving ninjas around a little Edo period town. See, and I can get on board with that. Yes, yes, I know. And it's like uh, the only thing that kind of freaks me out is there's real time aspects to it, mm. but like XCOM ninjas. I'll, oh um, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm already I'm already doing that. I've got a squad of like four rangers. I don't know what that means. We it means I'm XCOM running around too. with like four guys with laser swords, just killing everything. <laughs> it's a, oh, so good XCOM so, Two. Yeah, I heard there was a I heard there was a stability patch that helped. I'm doing much better. It was it was rocky. It was really touch and go, and like I had to like dust my computer, and it's it's a little better now. I'm not you know worried my computer is going to explode anymore. Certainly, it's mm-hmm. okay. It's it's good. But again, I've got top-of-the-line hardware. I can't imagine what anyone with a 7-anything is doing right now with that game. Okay, well then, two uh, two questions. How's the yeah, frame? Yeah. How does the frame rate hold up, and does it still randomly crash on you? It is never randomly crashed, oh. but it just... It just drops down to 20 frames if I try to blow something up, and Ooh. it's so much fun to blow things up, man. Really takes the wind out of your soul as you're lining up the perfect grenade shot, and it just... Chug, 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 chug. Yep. But then you, oh, you get exactly what you want. It's like, that would have been so much better if there was no slowdown. But I love you, XCOM 2. <laughs> I'm with you to the end. <laughs> a, a game that's so good that its whams can suck and still be satisfied. But sometimes it works perfectly, like a third of the time. And you're just like, well, maybe it'll be like that this time. <laughs> uh, this week, Microsoft announced, or announced cross-platform play between the Xbox One and PC versions of Rocket League. And in the same statement, they made it very clear that they were open to cross-play between other networks as well, suggesting PS4. My and God. then gamers freaked the fuck out over this. Like, 
cross-play between Xbox and PlayStation, finally! And then, repeatedly, journalists asked PlayStation heads what they thought, and the definitive response kind of comes from Shu Yoshida, and that definitive response is, uh, we'll have to look at policies, you know, there are business considerations with stuff like that. We do do cross-platform play. There's cross-platform play right now between Street Fighter V and PS4 and PC, so technically we already do it. But that's kind of a business <laughs> question. I'd have to ask my lawyers about that. Uh, next question, please. So, <laughs> Microsoft threw down the gauntlet, and Sony just kind of walked around it. Yeah. If this happens, it, you know yeah. who benefit the most? Players. The Call, the call of Duty crowd. Oh, hell oh, yeah. yeah. I hadn't thought of that. You're right. Can you imagine? Because I mean, they already have a big enough player base, but can you imagine mm-hmm. literally doubling the player base? Yes. You, could li- you could honestly say you were the best in the world. Yes. Yeah. And if you get PC in there, too? See, the, there's, okay. a prob- there's a huge yeah, problem. Yeah, that, see, that's that. a problem then, yeah, because yeah. the PC players do have a legitimate advantage. Yeah. They tried to do it with the first Borderlands, and the people with mouse against controller just wiped the floor with everybody. I remember when Quake 3 came out on the Dreamcast, there was cross platform play between the Dreamcast and the PC. Hmm. And you could tell who was on the Dreamcast <laughs> and who was on a PC. Lost for life. Yep, mouse keyboard is how you got to do it. Well, still, I'm kind of... You're right in that this would be huge for Activision with uh, with Call of Duty. It would be huge for Electronic Arts with Battlefield. And you got to wonder, because those are huge publishers. Like, they yeah. do make a difference to the platform holders. You'd think there'd be some pressure there to get Microsoft and Sony to do this, because it would make things so much better and easier on those uh, publishers. Uh, I mean, okay, does Activision really... I mean, they sell the same number of units regardless. Yeah, there hasn't been like a major sales dip, has there? No, I don't think so. But I, I think sales were trending down, though I think they got it back a little bit. That's oh, just I, no one, nobody liked the last one. Last I don't year. really pay much. I don't pay any attention to Call of Duty anymore. Yeah, I've never touched one. It could be selling. <laughs> it could be selling better than ever. I'd have no idea. <laughs> Who knows? It probably is. But yeah, I, I just. Just the size of that player base is mind-boggling. Yes. But then, of course, you'd have people complaining, like, oh, you know, that guy's on an Xbox, he's jumping around, his ping is terrible, or things like that. So people will find something to complain about no matter what. I like to think so. I I support, like, you know, Xbox and PS4, but if you brought the PC in there, there'd be no way to regulate who's using what. Yeah, you're right. With the get mods and everything else, you could could pretty much cheat. Oh, no question. Like... But it's just so is, easy to find. What trainers. Microsoft is talking about here is just Rocket League. That would work just fine. There's lots of games that would work just fine. Heck, you could you could make it so that you can only play multiplayer with someone on a console if you're using the Xbox controller on your PC, which lots of people do. Yeah, any multiplayer game that's not precision based would be great. Yes. Yes. It uh, it would be really good for gamers. It would be really good for publishers. But let's yeah, I, all come together right now. Yeah. Come on, people now. <laughs> Smile on your brothers. Uh, PlayStation VR was announced this week, so now all three VR solutions for 2016 have been revealed. Uh, it launches this October for $399 with pretty wow. much just the headset and the cord to hook it up with. Still, or you can pay Which for, won't work by itself. That will not work. Let's be clear about that. That's right. Uh, it also needs the PlayStation Eye to actually function. And so who you, has one of those? Well, actually, I remember the Eye toy. The guy, <laughs> my guy at work who loves black and white actually has a PSI. 
What? I was like, really? He's like, yeah, they gave it to me free when I bought it. I don't know why. <laughs> but he's, it's still in the box. <laughs> he's still got it. And uh, so, or you can pre-order for $499. You get the VR headset, two move controllers, the eye camera, and that like five game proof of concept uh, PlayStation experience thing that they're doing, which actually is a really good deal for what yeah. you're getting for that hundred bucks. And uh, so either way, the PSVR or just a PSVR plus a PS4 is the cheapest virtual reality solution in 2016. It is. It's also the techn- technologically the least impressive. Its screen is like half the resolution of any of the Vive or the HTC, but they've also said 50 games are coming to it in 2016, and 150 studios are working on it. Um, that 150 studios thing I would take with a huge grain of salt. But, yeah. And 50 games? Are these 50 games that are going to support it, or 50 games that are actually going to take advantage of it? Because there's a difference. Even if it's just games that support it, and I could like play Primal in VR, oh. And even if just, just one of those was great, it would have been worth it. Uh, Drive Club. Um, mm-hmm. What's it called? Uh, Gran Turismo. Drive Club's a, not a good game. Okay, the Drive <laughs> but, Club you played yeah. wasn't a good game. Since okay. then, I, I never went back one. and played it. Okay. Yeah. Right. But they do have um, a racing game in VR. I'm not a racing guy. I would love to at least try that. Yes. Apparently, Gran Turismo is going to have VR. You better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just thinking, like, I don't know if I ever blogged about this, but, like, right before, you know, this console generation started... I hope I blogged about it. I don't think I'm that pathetic, but I thought to myself, whoever, if someone managed to be like noticeably cheaper, that guy's going to win. I think Sony's going to win with the cheapest VR, mm-hmm. if VR ever takes off at all. Well, the way it'll take off, and you're absolutely right, is by getting it into, is making it available to more people. You make it available to more people by having the lowest point of entry. And unfortunately, um, what this means is only people who currently have a PlayStation 4 have that low barrier to entry, but, you know, hands up who's got a PS4. Ta-ding, Damn near anybody us. that cares about games. That's right. So, yeah, I think in terms of winning it commercially, Sony actually does have the best shot. They really do. I'm really they, worried They will about, win their molehill. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Assuming assuming anyone wins. Assuming VR is actually to the point, and the consu- consumer public is at the point where we want it, and we are not going to want it watching commercials on TV. Mm-mm. That a sh- that show us a kid going, wow, I'm really in a tie fighter or something. <laughs> We're going to want it if we can walk into a Best Buy or a, or a EB Games and put that helmet on and and really understand. I'm shocked I haven't found one of those yet. Do they exist? I haven't I, heard of they them. Ha- they have to. I don't think, I mean, not for this, no. I mean, may- maybe for uh, the Oculus Rift or something like that, but not yeah. for this. Yeah, I've and always wanted to try one. That's what it needs. Um there was an article after last week. Uh, we were talking about how there's no killer app for PlayStation mm-hmm. VR, and I suggested that maybe it doesn't need it. Maybe we're looking at these games that look shitty to us, and they just look shitty to us because they're VR games that we're not seeing in VR. And once you put on that headset, the difference is as profound as the difference between Super Mario World and Super Mario 64. It's revolutionary, but we can't understand it yet. And then one of the guys, I think it was Stephen Totillo at Kotaku wrote an article saying, yes, that's it. And we understand that you guys aren't hyped for VR. In fact, he points out in the article that when they do an article about VR, it it is commercial death. It gets no clicks, no one reads it, they get no ad revenue from it. That's chilling. And the difference, the difference he describes is it's the difference between watching a race on TV and driving a car, or the difference between seeing a postcard of the Grand Canyon and standing there. The difference is profound, and... 
And it really, the fact that, like, he just kind of said, yes, that is why you're feeling that way, it makes me want to start saving up for that, that 499 kit. That's a hell of a pitch. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't think he's, you know, in anyone's pocket. But, but people said the same thing about 3D TVs, and where are those now? Did I never actually... heard an argument as convincing as that. No, I never did either. All I ever heard was, if this 3D TV thing takes off. Everyone Which it is, never did, yeah. No. no, and like, when 3D stuff came out, no one was really over the moon about it. That wasn't actually trying to sell it to you. It's like, yeah, 3D, it's fine. <laughs> it, it still pisses me off that, like, when I went and saw Zootopia, if I wanted to reserve seats, I had to see it in 3D. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would like opt in to 2D for my movies if I could. I've never been to a 3D movie and been like, that was worth it. Yeah. I honestly forgot The Martian was in 3D halfway through it. <laughs> I haven't seen I The Martian yet. Oh, dude, it's really, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Sausage yeah. Party. Yeah. Now, um, is that something you'd be, you're interested in seeing in theaters? Oh, I'm definitely going to see it, no question. Or is it man, a wait for Netflix movie? There is a really racist Native American stereotype in it. It's, yes, there it is. It sets up a great joke, but god damn it, what cost? <laughs> it's it's a, it's an Indian lighter fluid. It's fire it? water, and it's brilliant. But oh, it's a my horrible, god. horrible, horrible joke. Well, I mean, from that crew, I don't, yeah, I'm not I don't that know. amazed what that they've done something kind of insensitive. But that's also what I go to that crew for. Exactly. Like, Pineapple Express okay, though? was brilliant. <laughs> Which and one? This, this Is the End wasn't brilliant, but it was sure fun. Yeah, it was good. A demon got his dick cut off at the end. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, I was and happy And Patrick's boys for no reason. Yes, like, <laughs> that crew was good. So I would... Yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna see it. How, if Christian Wig animated in anything, I'm on board. Uh, what's what's your thoughts on VR, Alex? Are you like gonna get yourself a, a rift? Oh man, money's been tight. Okay, real tight. I'd love to. I'd need to get a demonstration first. I'd really have to just pop something on, and I'd have to see a game that I'd want to play in VR. Like my dream is just like a first person in, um, investigation game, like a Sherlock Holmes game. My Where you physically pick five. through a crime screen. That would be fantastic. Would be that's, that's not asking too much, I don't think. I don't think so, especially because they already got the first person mode in there. Right. Mm. What would you need, Chamberlain? Uh, see, the idea of wearing a helmet or goggles or something goes counter to my entire gaming habit. Like, when I sit down to play something, I have this little nest that forms on my love seat with the blanket over me on one side and then like a bag of chips and a soda over <laughs> here or something like that. And and that's just how I do it. It's very, very predictable. I come down, I sit, chips, soda, boom, 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 done. So the idea of having to put this helmet on to completely remove myself from, you know, where I'm actually sitting, uh, even just that would be a hurdle for me to get past. Like, how am I supposed to get my soda? I have to take my helmet off. So I have to leave the game world to get a drink, and then put, the, put go back into the game world to, you know, get back into, to, to actually start playing again. And that's, it sounds like a petty complaint, but it's just, it's the way no, I've always I mean, like, played. Everyone's complaining about how it feels terrible to have it longer than 20 minutes. Really? And like, it's like, it weighs on their head, and they don't want to wear it no, for too long. They're not talking about the PSVR. Um, oh. Kiza McDonald of Kotaku UK actually did an article that I was really happy to see about how it feels to wear glasses with each of the three headsets. Oh, and no. the winner was Sony. 
Uh, it just it just fit over her glasses kind of easier than all the others, and because everyone talks about where the headband is positioned on the PSVR, it doesn't hurt your head as much as as the other two. So ergonomically, actually, weirdly enough, Sony's doing quite well there. See the game, the game that it would take to get me to buy into it would be an Elder Scrolls game. Oh, oh yeah. my God, yes, Can't, dude! I would never leave New Vegas. All they but would the have to do is, is patch it into Skyrim. Didn't yeah, they, I mean, that, they did that, I thought. Are they? On PC? On Oculus, They're, yeah. Yeah, on Oculus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and apparently Bioshock Infinite was fantastic. I could see that. Because then it would be worth leaving my, my real world to live in that one for right? three, four hours at a time. <laughs> yeah. The next Bioshock in first person, that would... Yeah, that would make me want to get rid of 400 bucks real quick. But until then, I'm with, I'm with Alex. I, I, I want to wear one. I want to put it on my yeah, head and, and, and see what it does before. Because that's, that's a lot of scratch. It is. Yeah. 500 it's bucks. A, it's uh. a lot of scratch for a platform that is not proven to be commercially viable yet. Mm-hmm. True. It's like, it, it would be like me paying 500 bucks for my Vita when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, Sony promised all those devs were working on Vita games, too. <laughs> and, you know, we, we, we certainly got, you know, quite a bit of our share of, of games on Vita. But it's three years later and Sony support is gone. They're All they're talking about is VR. I and almost even Square Enix is like, nah. Yeah, I almost hope VR tanks so that I we can just... We can get back to those traditional games that I loved when I was a lad. <laughs> oh man, we're it's gonna a, get there at some point, aren't we? No, I think we're we're yeah. on our way with this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, it we're still kids. feels like a risk though, because when I laid down my cash for the PlayStation Four and my Xbox One in the same year, which hurt a lot, I knew that it was a good investment. I knew mm-hmm. that no matter which one came in first, which one came in second, it was going to be worth having both of them for the long haul, unless either of those fucking companies releases an upgraded version of their hardware. Which we'll, we'll get to in we'll a second. Oh, um, <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I, I don't have that confidence with with the VR. And I flip-flop on this constantly. I'm like, oh, I'll buy it. Then I'll never buy it. And then, you know, tomorrow I'll feel differently because, because I haven't seen one yet. Well, my inner child is very loud. And I think, <laughs> I think he's going to shout me into a headset uh, with, without the benefit of a demo. But a demo would certainly make it feel a lot better. Anyway, we've got to move on. Yeah. 17-bit keep retweeting and harding tweets about the Vita version of Galaxy. They are playing hacky sack with my heart. And <laughs> fuck them unless they just fucking release it on Vita. God damn it. Anyway, Severed, another Vita news, is about to be submitted to Sony and another scoop from Game Over Greggy. So that'll be cool. I'm actually... That's probably the indie I'm most hyped for on Vita if you're not counting like Darkest Dungeon and Salt and Sanctuary. That's a guacamole guys, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. Canadian. Usually you, you take a Canadian studio, you let them make independent games, they will make the best fucking games in the world. <laughs> I don't know why it is. Between... It's all that time inside because it's so cold. Hey, if okay. you had told me Guacamelee was a South American developer, I would have believed you. They oh, really nailed has, the atmosphere. It, it had so much charisma, man. It really did. It's a great soundtrack. Yeah, and I'm super hyped. Oh, God, great soundtrack. Uh, volume is going to get a physical release through limited run games, and that is the end of Chance's Vita News for the week. <laughs> uh, leaks. So we all saw the picture of the leaked Nintendo controller, right? 
Yuck. Or what is supposedly the Nintendo controller. <laughs> now, you can find that anywhere if you Google leaked NX controller. What makes it kind of look like it's real is the fact that it is identical to patent specs that Nintendo put out a few years ago. Destructoid has looked at it, says the image might be legit. Uh, the image on it comes from an Unreal Engine tech demo. So, mm. I don't know if that makes it real or not. What you they guys did th- think 90s kids had three hands. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 compared to that, anything's possible. That was the, like, I, I grew up with the, the, the PlayStation, and like, my, then I, then I met someone that had, like, an N64, and I'm like, what the hell is that thing? <laughs> that is grotesque. Yeah, either three hands or prehensile dicks, one of the two. <sighs> Yeah, and so it looks, uh, it is a giant flat oval. It does not look like it would be comfortable to hold at all. If you look at where the left analog stick is, it actually looks concave, like the Steam controller. I thought it was. Yeah, like the Steam controller, and then on the other side is an actual analog stick with an A button and a B button. If yeah, but are the A button, button, B button, like virtual buttons? They're not actual buttons buttons? Well, it, That's it, terrifying. It appeared on there that they were real, that they okay, were physical. Then, okay, then, okay. Um, oh, I need but, some uh, that yeah. looks horrible. Mm-hmm. In Nintendo's defense, and I cannot believe I'm actually going to do this no, here. Please. Do you remember the PlayStation 3 Batarang controller? Was that real? Was that ever real? I felt I like that was, was just aesthetically pleasing, and they never really wanted to... But it was the same thing. It leaked, and Sony actually showed it, and the entire place went, what is that? That is true. Maybe so, they I backed mean, off. Yeah, and then they backed off and went, wait, well, maybe we don't want to do this. So maybe this is just some sort of proof of concept weird thing. On the other hand, yeah. Nintendo does have a history of making weird controllers. I mean, the GameCube controller was still pretty weird. Yeah, yeah, but it was suggested last week or so, I think, when we were talking about the Nintendo leaking like a sieve, that maybe this was intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's some guy's like, no, I have to stop this madness. Yeah, or or <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a studio exec said, let's see what the public thinks about this. Get some mayor in that boardroom. And put it out there, and everyone is like, No! What the fuck are you doing? And uh, the thing is, but it can't be that. Because if it was that, they wouldn't be testing those waters six months prior to release. Yeah. Are we only six months out from release? Apparently it's coming fall 2016. And we have, a, we have no, no one's seen a console, no one has any games, no one's seen anything on this. We don't even know if it's an actual console or some f- souped-up handheld that you plug a plug in your TV. Correct. We don't it know is, anything. Yeah. It is possible Nintendo has too much money and they think they're invincible. <laughs> they're going to burn through all that Wii money eventually. It's going to go. Well, doesn't the DS just print money anyway? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they have enough money to be essentially in- invincible. They can do whatever the hell they want. Um, and we can just kind thing. of sit back and laugh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm really hoping that that just turns out to be someone's practical joke. I don't know. It seems professional enough but you know there's all of this crazy craft stuff on the internet maybe someone actually built it just to be a dick but yeah totally (laughs) it's possible but I don't want to believe that so I don't the the capacity for for humans to be cruel is infinite and they could totally spend like 15 hours creating that thing just to fuck with Nintendo lovers (laughs) they are Uh, pretty loyal yeah 
also leaked this week, um, GDC went on this past week, and as the Kotaku crew were down there, uh, they heard all these developers talking about something called uh, going by a PlayStation 4.5, which is basically a PlayStation with an upgraded GPU that allows the thing to push 4K resolution and uh, give it more processing power, which basically is what Microsoft is doing, or has announced that they intend to do with the Xbox One. So we are going to see an incremental hardware upgrade for both major platforms this gen. Uh, I mean, what we're going to see is just the ghettoization of both platforms. Yeah. What does that mean? Like, there's going to be the haves and the have-nots. No, man. And that's going to be gross. And do you expect people to program around that? That's insane. Yeah, because unless what you're doing is, is making two SKUs of the same game, for one platform, basically. You're yeah. making one for the people who have the .5 edition, and it can push 4K, I guess. Like, who the fuck needs their games at 4K? Who are these assholes? I guess PC, PC players. players. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. They're insufferable. No one needs that shit. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting, like, four feet, usually, from a 50-inch 1080p plasma... I don't need more pixels than that. I can't detect more pixels than that. I'm not Superman. Who are these people sitting at their computers who need 4K monitors and can assure me that there's a difference? What? They have empty, empty lives. <laughs> Filled with pixels, it would seem. <laughs> so, th- then the question becomes, like, what, what fucking price? What are you going to price this at, Sony? Is it going to be a separate box like the 32X? Or are you going to oh, sell God. a... Are you going to sell a completely new box? That renders my the thing that I paid four hundred dollars for two years ago. I think. Yep. Is it like? A, would it be a reasonable price? Like maybe like seventy or eighty dollars? Or are they going to break the bank on it? No rumor is it would uh, it would push the price back up to four hundred dollars, which mm-hmm. would allow Sony to tr- continue turning a profit on the console. Hmm. Yeah. That's not terrible, but it's selfishly it might force console developers to make better PC ports. I don't know. Like, just well, it, bring, it brings the two uh, brings the two platforms closer to parity. Yeah, but for a little while, and then PC will zoom past again in a year when the but, next. But not much closer. And just looking at layers of fear and Broforce in the past two weeks, it's up to a developer to optimize their game. You can give them all the power in the world. Look at fucking XCOM, and it'll still suck balls. Alex's yeah. computer could lift the world, and it can't run XCOM. <laughs> consistently so it's down to developers and the beauty of a closed platform of a consistent platform like the you know the ps3 the ps4 the xbox one is that you have this one set of fucking rules that you have to program for here's six seven eight years to get really good at it and then you end up with the last of us yeah, see, I was going to make that exact point. These consoles have had no time to breathe. Exactly. Look at PlayStation 3 and Lair versus The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Or like Xbox 360 and launch titles versus Gears of War 3 or 4. Yep. I mean, you give the, ti- they give the consoles time to breathe, even if they are relatively weak, and they'll figure out all the ways to get around the weaknesses and make a good game on it anyway. Two years is too soon. Absolutely, and... There's, there's an argument to be made, I think, that because both major platform holders are doing this, if it was just one of them, it would die. It would not work. No one would buy it. Because it's both of them, 
and they're kind of suggesting this is the new standard. And they flat out said they're trying to do what people do with smartphones with this. Problem is, smartphones are subsidized by phone companies. Yeah. Uh, no one's going to subsidize your Xbox 2 or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> but the fact that they're both doing it changes the game a little. It allows them to change the standard. And maybe it will force the market to accept this new horrible thing. Well, we certainly accept so many new things like early access. Yes. Early access for Hitman. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Give up on Hitman. <laughs> well, no, that's what it is. Here's fifteen dollars. Here's the first level. What do you think? Like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, uh, this isn't the kind of game you can just have a moose bouche. The difference here is the price tag is going to be so huge. It's not like you can... I mean, early access game, even a game that, like, okay, going back to how I bought Street Fighter, I basically bought a year-long season pass because the game isn't done yet. But that's 60 bucks. But did you this know is, that ahead of time? Oh, yeah, I knew that ahead of time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that wasn't a surprise. I knew exactly oh, yeah. what I was getting when I, when I bought the game. The difference between 60 bucks and 400 come on. Oh, wait, it's 400 yeah. more? No. Yeah, no, they're talking about these being new consoles, not add-ons. New yeah, box. Well, that's kind Dear of the way God. it was suggested It was suggested by people who were talking about Sony's one, is that what you're getting is basically the PlayStation 4, but with an upgraded GPU, with more processing power, and they're going to sell that for $400. Uh -huh. It's not like a little thing that you just clip into a USB port or, or jack onto a fan or something. See, that's know. the best part about PC gaming. You can totally do that. Yeah, but it's also the worst part about PC gaming because yeah, now you've stuck in a new <laughs> video card and your new video card won't work with Hot Game 15. I have had nightmares after I bought a video card and the next day, I'm like, oh, what if it doesn't work? Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. I just $500. And there's $500 <laughs> down the drain. And that's the beauty of a console is is the player doesn't have to worry about that. The developers don't have to worry about that. So this is... This is a scary new country. See, uh, history like is it. against them. History yes. is against them on this. It absolutely but is. if they both are in cahoots on it, mm -hmm. like you said, it may force it. Because if, if you think back to the joke examples of this, the Sega CD, the 32X, the Nintendo 64 RAM pack, <laughs> um, which at least they packaged in with Donkey Kong 64, so you kind of had to have it. Still, the adoption rate on those is, was low to the point that nothing worthwhile came out for them. Yep. Because developers couldn't afford to cordon off the majority of the market. And honestly, console players, I don't think, would really care as much. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it's, they it's, did. Yeah, if they if, if a console player really is a graphics whore, they would buy a PC. Yeah. Plus, the one you know, rationale that would work is if like, hey. they put a really good game behind that upgrade, and that's a shitty thing to do. Yeah, like. Like, could you imagine if uh, Nintendo released the new Zelda for Wii U, but you can only play it with this $100 peripheral? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, guys. Last of Us 2. Behind that wall. Oh, fuck you! Yeah, I know! Mm. But, but they own Naughty Dog. They might. Yeah, they they, could. It, it is not the craziest thing. No, it's really not. Yeah. And I've heard they've been, like, fractured for years now. What's been fractured? Like, there's, like, you know, with Henning being ousted yeah. and stuff like that. Apparently, Neil Druckmann might not be the nicest guy. He certainly doesn't come across as such. No, he does not. 
Mm. He comes across as like a hipster that you'd kind of want to smack in the face if you met him at a coffee house. Which but is that the hipster place you made the last him. of us. Yeah, okay. You know, sometimes insufferable people do brilliant things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, don't get me, don't, don't get me started on... Um, on uh, John Blow. He wrote Imagine John Lennon. Oh, God. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good example. The first hipster, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's no, the one we have to didn't, thank um, for that. Didn't Bob Dylan beat him to it? Yeah, but Lennon perfected it. Yeah, oh, Dylan, yeah. Dylan beat him to it, but he didn't know at the time. Yeah. <laughs> John Lennon got away with just abandoning his first family. I, uh, well, you gotta you gotta follow your heart. You know, they, didn't even, really... they didn't even let uh, Lance Armstrong get away with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking um, of video games, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, at the end of GDC, Microsoft threw a party. The, the words that were bandied around the internet was a boys-only party. But no, there were girls there, too. Uh, there were also girls dressed in Catholic schoolgirl outfits with their uh, tatas hanging out, dancing Ugh. erotically. And so pictures of this went up on the internet. They blasted around the internet. And within six or seven hours, uh, Phil Spencer had a statement out. And the statement, uh, did anyone read the statement? I did. I, I was most impressed. It was a really good statement. It was so good that I kind of want to read it in its entirety. Please. And I think that is on my Friday was a crazy day post. Here it is. Near the bottom, yeah, if I remember correctly. Okay. So <clears throat> this is an email that Phil Spencer sent to the, his entire organization and then posted on the Xbox Wire. How we show up as an organization is incredibly important to me. We want to build and reflect the culture of Team Xbox internally and externally, a culture that each of us can represent with pride. An inclusive culture has a direct impact on the products and services we deliver and the perception consumers have of the Xbox brand and our company as a whole. It has come to my attention that at Xbox-hosted events at GDC this past week, we represented Xbox and Microsoft in a way that was absolutely not consistent or aligned with our values. That was unequivocally wrong and will not be tolerated. Subtext, someone's getting fired. Yeah. Heads will roll. This matter is being handled internally. <laughs> but God me, damn! But, but <laughs> no more terrifying be, phrase. But mm. let me be very clear. How we represent ourselves as individuals, who we hire and partner with, and how we engage with others is a direct reflection of our brand and what we stand for. When we do the opposite and create an environment that alienates or offends any group, we justly deserve the criticism. It's unfortunate that such events could take place in a week where we worked so hard to engage the many different gaming communities in the exact opposite way. I am personally committed to ensuring that diversity and inclusion is central to our everyday business and our core values as a team, inside and outside the company. We need to hold ourselves to higher standards, and we will do better in the future. And that is why you will not be seeing Senran Kagura on the Xbox console <laughs> anytime soon. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I'm nah, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because the Xbox console isn't in Japan. Um, <laughs> I couldn't see a letter like that being written from like Paramount. Or like any movie studio. He did not have to do that. No, but um, he didn't have to make it public, which is, you know, obviously a PR thing. But as for people who care about Xbox, who were offended by that party, this is them saying, y you have every right to be offended by that. 
we That's fucked up. super cool. We really did, and we'll do better. We're really sorry about this. That was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. Do they still have booth babes at E3? Did they stop that? I think they stopped that, actually. Thank God. No, it I still think. happens. It still Who? happens. I, rem- I remember seeing a video either in the last year or last two years of uh, Ashley from Ash, what you playing, picking on booth babes again. Oh, yeah, I saw that video. Yeah, so that's still happening. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, that was an amazing example of Microsoft sticking its foot in its mouth and then just coming out and dealing with it in the most classy way possible. They didn't name who did it and shame them publicly. They just said, Oh, there's a lot of re- legal reasons they can't do that. Yeah. yeah. S- someone fucked up, we're handling it. And Which is what made that right thing better. a while back with uh, Gabe and that whole tournament thing really interesting. Yeah. He just, he just called that guy a dick. It's like, oh my, dad cursed. <laughs> <laughs> the Gaben. Yeah, I'd be honored if Gabe called me a dick. Come on. I know. But that brought out a lot of interesting kind of insight about how that event was handled or not handled by Valve. <laughs> and kind of suggests that, wow, things are... A lot worse there than this idyllic, you know, meadow that programmers frolic through, which we've been led to believe. Oh, that's League of Legends, though. That was League of Legends, wasn't it? Uh, No, no, no. No, it was um, uh, Dota. Dota, yeah, Dota. I get get them mixed up. That's fair. Dota players are all dicks. (laughs) (laughs) I am not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. I had a roommate that played that, like, as a second job, and I can't look at it straight. Was he a dick? No, he was great. But, man... He had lived an entire life on that game, and I just... Yeah, he would have conversations with me and, like, flip back and forth between the game he was playing. I was like, it was... I don't know. Hmm. I don't want to get that into it, if, that's, if that makes sense. Yeah, there but for the grace of God go we. <laughs> There's always that risk of that game grabbing you so hard that you don't leave your house. <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly a little concerned. World of Warcraft. <laughs> I, I never touched MMOs. that game. Never touched out World of Warcraft. I cannot do grindy gameplay. Did I not have do that it. conversation with you guys about World of Warcraft? No. Um, you. I don't think so. I remember you. I remember reading about it once. You wrote about how much time you put into World of Warcraft. Yeah, I, I had. I had a great deal of fun with it. I played it wrong, hmm. where I didn't go and like do end game content with everyone. I really liked World PvP a lot. Oh. But there's a thing in World of Warcraft where you hit the slash button. And do a command, and so you can do slash wave and wave at a guy, or slash kiss, and you blow a kiss to someone. One of them is slash played, and that will give you a readout of how many hours, days, weeks, months, years you oh. have put into that game. Oh. And Don't the last, need that. the last time I hit played, it was counting years. Oh God! Of, was, of pure gameplay. Yeah, and that was over a decade ago that I walked away from that game. So, yeah, it was it was a monster. It was crack, That's, baby. That stunning realization that you've spent years of your life on this game. For what reward? I could I mean, have read, a degree in that yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. anyway. And that's the news. That's so, the news. Uh, is there anything coming up that we're hyped for? Because hmm. we're just about out of time, I reckon, here, right? Yeah, getting close. Um, Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls 3! That's, uh, what, like, the beginning of next month, right? I think so. Like, the 14th. Yes, it's exactly... Uh, I know exactly when it comes out. It comes out on the 14th. <laughs> we got, uh... Got off that day, do you? <laughs> I... Nah, I can't afford to do that. 
We got Enter the Gungeon at the end of this month. Uh, Knights of I'm Iger. down for that. That one's yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, uh, bad news. I think I I heard it described as a roguelike the other day. God, what did... Mm. That's I can keep your poison out of the games that I want to play. <laughs> I can check it out first and let you know if it's actually a roguelike. <laughs> the videos look really fun, though. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it can't be fun and a roguelike. No, yeah, it can't. No, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, can't, you can't tell, but I'm holding up two fingers towards no. the mic. No. One on each hand. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which two fingers pointing me out of the crowd? No. <laughs> it's just the double guns. <laughs> the double deuce. <laughs> so I actually have... Yeah. As, as we're approaching the end of the conversation, I have a non-game-related request. A question, actually, from my wife. Very well. Knowing full well that you are out of country. Mm-hmm. How foolish does our political system look to someone from outside of the country right now? I'm really hoping that a lot of the stuff that's going on in the States is as horrific to Americans as it is to us. Very much so. Yes, yes, it is. And I, I believe that it is, but I also, I remember just hearing studies years ago about the percentage of American men who uh, didn't know what a clitoris was. And it was a controlling interest. If they all voted... The clitoris would not leg- legally exist in America. So there is a segment of your population that is willfully ignorant to reality. And someone will walk up and say, you know, the Zerblaxians are bad. They're taking all our, your jobs. And they're like, so that's where my job went. I believe Trump. He's got that name Trump. I'm pretty sure that's a good name. And I'm sorry that, you know, people from the South, you're not bad people. I'm sorry for painting you as no, because you're not. After At this point? At yeah, but Austin, point, you know, Austin Texas, I'm sure, is still a good town. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's it's terrifying to us. Um, we we sat back and watched you guys elect Bush, and we knew what Bush was going to do. Mm. And and, and we, we couldn't believe it. We just couldn't believe you elected that guy. The idea of Bush's candidacy did not drive down our stock. <laughs> Well, you the know why? Idea. That's not. That's not. That's because the rest of the world is actually paying attention. Oh, it's it's insane. It's, it's insane. insane. Like it's it's the lowest common denominator, and a huge portion of the population is buying it. I it's saw... still technically only twelve percent of the Republican Party, but these people have no jobs, mm-hmm. and they have all the time in the world to go to rallies. Mm-hmm. And as it goes on, I, I, I had my hat behind Hillary to begin with, but as it goes on, yeah. I'm actually paying attention to what Hillary's doing and has done and mm-hmm. what Sanders is actually saying and has done. I'm yeah. starting to feel the burn. She is horrifically she is, calculated. She is, she is, frankly, the most successful Republican candidate in that lineup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's what the Clintons have been the whole time. It's brilliant. Yeah, but Bill was really good at spinning it. To the point yeah. that I didn't care. Plus, uh, he was good for the economy. He really was. I miss yeah. Bill. Yeah. Oh man. Don't Played, we a, sax- all. played a saxophone. I yeah. Uh... So okay, I, that's uh, it's just interesting to get an outside perspective because because watching the news here is is just horrifying sometimes. Every I mean, day. I never even attempted to watch any of the Republican debates, but I would I would read about them afterwards. We'd go to like the fact checking ones, and they're all lying. And then you read the fact checking on the other side, and they're lying too. And we're like, this is who we have to choose the leader of the free world from. Mm-hmm. Slate is pretty good. Slate and Politico have been okay. 
yeah b- bias but the least bias yeah yeah i'm um, it's gonna be a rough november oh man i don't think i'm gonna sleep before <laughs> uh before my dad went into the hospital i remember sitting downstairs watching something about trump with him and my mother and um my mother says they can't be this stupid <laughs> to be falling for this and me and my dad both say at the same time uh, yeah they can't and she goes, but no, like there's there's no way that people are that stupid. I go, Mom, never underestimate the limits of human stupidity. Yeah. Because it's infinite. There's Trump one speaks, born every minute, and they yeah. got the numbers game on us. Trump yeah. speaks at about a sixth or seventh grade level. Oh, but his words are the best words. No, but I mean that that's why that's part <laughs> of why everybody listens, because he's not talking over anybody. Anybody. I guess that's true. Anybody. I hadn't thought of it before, but that's an interesting point, yeah. Oh. We have a Mussolini. Oh, yeah. Well, I I don't think he can win. I really don't. No, he can't. We didn't elect Barack Obama. We re-elected Barack Obama. Yeah. That, that gives me enough... I hesitate to use the word hope, but... It's I, a pity that Obama's going to go down in history as a pretty mediocre president. Yeah, but... he's not been that great. No. But I wanted a diplomat, and I got a diplomat. Yeah. And but. he did come in after Bush. Like, the guy started a global recession and a, two wars. And we're doing pretty okay. The so economy he's just is... been, like, a janitor for two years. But, yeah. And he gave you guys, like, free health care. <laughs> well, it's no, not free. But, it's not but, free. Yeah, yeah. Just my health care would be $100 more expensive a month without Obamacare. And I'm really thankful for that. Mm. $100 means a lot to me. That's true. Yeah. I feel like maybe we should cut out this entire thing because this is not what Possibly. people tuned in for. Nah, it's up maybe. To, it's up to you, Chamberlain. <laughs> my, my wife wanted to know. She's like, hey, I want the opinion of somebody who is outside of the States to see. Because it's embarrassing sometimes. <laughs> I, the, blood, the blood is draining out of my face. Yeah. Tell, tell her that we are embarrassed for all of North America as well. The world's embarrassed. Beijing's yeah. embarrassed. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Maybe I'll cut that. Maybe I won't. I don't know. It's, 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 it's good to know that we are... Not so limited of people that we could talk about other things. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to make us all talk about what we do besides play video games to see what our other hobbies are. I write about video games. <laughs> I, I, I'm aware. <laughs> what do you do besides that? What do you do that has nothing to do with video games? I write. There you go. Like, I've got I'm, a novel in the works. I'm too busy for anything else. I got, <laughs> I, got some, I got some dependents to take care of, I got a limited social life. That's it. If I if I play a couple hours of a game in a night, it's an unusually good day, or it's a Friday, and I'm up that till two in the morning. Right. Yeah, yeah, that that does sound about right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Gaming is all I've got left. I got a couple things, but we'll we'll save that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got kids. No, <laughs> climbing rocks and getting ink. Noble pursuit. You were yeah, bad yeah. Okay, climbing rocks work. and climbing rocks and getting ink is pretty much the rest of my life. So, <laughs> Kayla didn't get her tattoo finished. What? Aww. No! No, they got about halfway through, and uh, and she was starting to feel lightheaded, so she was like, okay, we'll pick this up in two weeks. She already had the appointment booked, so. Okay. Well, that's... Uh, but I she's going to go through with it. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Once, yeah. once you start it, you have to finish it. I mean, there there is a point where, when I had my back done, I almost I almost quit before it was finished, but we did it all in one shot. But that last it, half it an hour... Good. No. Yeah, that last half an hour... There are... All right, I want to get two... two off track here, but there are good places and there are bad places, yeah. depending on where you go on your body. Like, most of your arm is okay, your back is a little rough. Cramp stamps are surprisingly not too bad. Really? Um, yeah, they're actually not too bad. Cause well, there's, that explains there's a dec- it, because they're, they're everywhere. Yeah, there's a decent amount of flesh there. When you go over the backbone, it's rough. But 
Well, what, is, you're what does your tramp stamp say? Um, <laughs> get bent. No. <laughs> uh, good, good. And on that note, there's no way over. we're going to top me outing my tramp stamp. The show is over. Yep. Alex, thank you for putting up with us again. Oh, anytime, guys. David, Chance, thank you for coming. My pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our slight detour into tramp stamps and politics, which seem to go together pretty well, actually. Thank you, everybody, listening. We will see you in a week.